You're listening to a podcast from Victory. What is the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives? Find out in week three of the Apostles' Creed. Who is the Holy Spirit? As we talk about the Apostles' Creed. I used to uh, read the Apostles' Creed when I was a Catholic student. And it was just one of those things that we would have exams for. You'd have to memorize it. And me, I would just go through this really quick. I believe in the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of our Lord. Because, you know, that's the way we were taught before. The Holy Spirit doesn't get much of a mention here. So I'm, we're going to focus on it a little, bit, a, little bit, a little bit. But the Apostles' Creed, I realize, is very important. It may not have been in the Bible. It's not part of Scripture. It's a manifesto that the apostles put together to make everyone, the world, and themselves realize what they believe in. And I realized that's important. I would speak with my friends, my, my atheist friends, and they would tell me, uh, Carlo, you know, if, I, I respect what you believe. And you know what? If it makes life easier for you that you believe in God, then so much the better. And when I would have conversations like this, my jaw would drop. If you forgive me, but something like something in me clicks and goes, what? Make life easier? And if I look back at my Christian life, I don't remember my Christian life being easy at all. Christianity is not easy. Some of you know this and have experienced this. It's not for the faint-hearted. It is a bold step in an epic adventure. And of course, we have the epic adventure on our side. That's why it's important that we know what we believe. So would it be all right that we recite the Apostles' Creed? Okay? We're doing this in our hope and our prayers because we want everyone to have a deeper and stronger foundation by looking back to our historic faith, resulting to a certainty. Everybody shout, certainty! certainty of what we believe and be better equipped to face everything that life has to throw at us, whatever culture, whatever spiritual trial we have. So let's read it together right now. Just there at your seats, the Apostles' Creed. And please forgive me if I don't uh, recite the whole thing with you just until the part with the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's read it. One, two, three. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Okay, we'll cut it there. The Holy Spirit, the most mysterious part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a part of a Godhead three in one. Everybody say Trinity. Trinity. It's, 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 that word Trinity does not show up in the Bible. It's a doctrine. Uh, we know that uh, our God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, we know that he are, he's a sep- they're separate three beings. They're not uh, one God showing up as sometimes the Father, sometimes the Son, sometimes the Spirit. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father. Did I just totally mess you up now? <laughs> just at the beginning of our message? It, it, and they interact. This is, it, to talk about the Holy Spirit would be difficult without talking about His relationship with the Trinity. The most common picture we see of the Trinity is when Jesus was baptized. you remember that? For people who know me, I, I usually dot my messages with a lot of images. I won't be doing that now. Like I said, it's going to be a bit of a workshop. I'll camp on the Word, and every time I have a point, I'm going to do a little bit of demonstration. Would that be all right? I might have some volunteers come up, demonstrate how the, the Spirit might manifest in our lives. Some of you are kind of excited. Hmm, I'm curious about that. We'll see what, the, what God does. Once again, talking about the Holy Spirit, it's difficult to not talk about the unity and harmony and perfect relationship He has with the rest of the Trinity. And this is a word that I'll throw at you called, and the word is parachoresis. Can you say that? Parachoresis. Can you say that ten times? No, no, no. <laughs> Never mind. Parachoresis. It's where we get the word choreography. It's like a kind of a dance. And to kind of show you what that might look like, I'd like to ask for some volunteers. I have a friend who's going to help me right now, Pastor Rain. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Rain. Can we give Pastor Rain a hand? He's kind of shy. And could I ask a volunteer? 
Anybody who'd like to, I'd like to volunteer Sir Lord Jun because you're looking away from me. <laughs> a good friend of mine, uh, Sir Lord Jun, would you give him a hand? I love this man. He has been with all our Me and My Dad camps since I think I first started the Me and My Dad camps. And he's still coming with us this year just to hang out with us. <laughs> We're going to play a game to show you what parachoriasis looks like. Um, this game is a, a concentration game. One, oh, this is our, all three of us. In this three, one of us always has to be standing up. Only one. Okay? One of us has to be standing up. One of us has to be seated down. And one of us has to be squatting. Okay, and the concentration game is this. This is the twist. Any, at any time, one of us can stand up. Anyone can sit, take the seat. Or anyone can squat. When you sense that, because there only has to be one doing any one of those things. For instance, if you stand up, Lord June, and just come here, one of us can take your place and sit down. And since nobody else is squatting, Seren, you squat. Okay, and we're standing up. So at any instance, when Lord Jun wants to stand up and take, my, take this, my place, I can sit down. Okay, let's start this now. <laughs> All right, thank you, Pastor Rain. Thank you, Lord Jun. That was not parachoriasis. <laughs> All right? There was no synchronicity. There was no synthesis of movement. We, just, we were kind of even um, tense, right? We had to see what's going on. Okay, all right, all right. That is the exact opposite of parachoriasis. The exact opposite of what the Father and Son and the Spirit are like together. Another popular picture, and you may not realize this, is in Genesis 1. It is the very first verse in the very first book of the Bible where it describes this parachoriasis. Where you have, I guess you remember it, we, we tell this to all our children, that in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. But the earth was a deep void, and over the void, the Spirit was hovering. And then God said, what did He say? The first thing He said was, let there be light. He said a word, and He spoke creation into existence. And we know from the, from the book of John that that word was what created everything. And that word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 14, we know that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So that word was Jesus Christ. So in the very first chapter, the very first verses, we have the Father, the Son, and the Spirit in perfect parachoriasis. So it shows us that God was more than just about power. He hadn't created anything yet. Before anything was created, he was not just about power, although he was mighty, he was not just about flexing his creative muscles or being a creative God. He was a relational God. He is about relationship. He had love. You had the Father and Son and Holy Spirit glorifying one another, loving one another in perfect harmony and unity. And that's what the Holy Spirit is part of. And my prayer is, as we get to know Him and feel Him today, because He's not about to let you stand out of this relationship. He wants to invite us in. And my prayer is that as we get to know Him, we know the person of the Holy Spirit, we open up our hearts to who, where He's inviting us to. So let's read the Word. It's in John 14, 16 to 20. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and go there. Jesus was saying this, the night before he was to be arrested and killed, nailed on the cross to die for our sins. So he said to his kind of uh, fearful apostles, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, even the Spirit of truth. Once again, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him or knows Him. Who is this Holy Spirit? You know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me, and I in you. Let's keep on that story of the last night of Jesus with his disciples and jump to chapter 15. But when the 
helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. That's very important. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Let's go to chapter 16 where he mentions the Holy Spirit once again. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what that is, that what is mine, and declare it to you. Let's pray. Father, you are certainly a master craftsman, a divine creator. And nothing in our lives happens that does not happen by your will by your permission. I'd like to ask permission from you now to send your Holy Spirit. Father, I myself, I am desperately dependent on your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come here. Do a mighty work in our midst. Whatever it is, we will not put you in a box. Please come right now. Our hearts are, there's something quickening in us right now and and we invite you to show us what that is. Please anoint and bless the preaching of your word as it pours forth both your power and your presence. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Powerful, charged up. You'll see the word charge here. And when you see the word charge, that means I'll be doing an activity with you. Would that be okay? And let's do something. Let's engage with God. All right, the Holy Spirit. There are some things that the Holy Spirit does, just to be clear. The Holy Spirit shares gifts from God. He shares the gifts of God. John 14, I like to read the context whenever we're reading the Bible. It's nice not to just camp on a verse. It's nice that when you're studying it, you go to the verses before and you go to the verses after, right? It gives you the picture and the context, especially when the word therefore appears. When the word therefore appears, you got to know what it's there for right? So you go back. And I'd like to go back. What about, what about the Holy Spirit is about gifts? I thought he was a spirit of truth. He would be uh, discerning and he would share the thoughts of God. But it says in John 14, just a few verses before the first verse we already read in verse 16, he said, truly, truly, Jesus was saying, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these, would you say that greater works than these? Greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, to be clear, he's not saying you're going to be greater than I. You're going to do amazing. You're going to be able to talk to the, the, the Son to stand still. You're going to be able to do all these great things. You're going to be greater than Jesus. No, that's not what he's saying. What greater works means is a greater number of people that there won't be any kind of conditioning or judgment. Oh, no, 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 you're disqualified. You don't wear enough right clothes. You're not hanging out with the right people. Oh, no, 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 you're not going to church anymore. When was the last time you went to church? Uh-uh. It's not like that. There will be a greater number of people able to use the gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy. We don't have time to do that right now, but I encourage you to go to 1 Corinthians 12, to look at the many gifts that God is sharing. Gifts of knowledge, you'll be able to have, he'll drop details in your mind sometimes that you're not, you don't even know where you studied it from, about people. You'll be able to have uh, gifts of wisdom, you'll be able to have foresight on what may happen and what may occur. 1 Corinthians 12. Romans 12 also gives us about abilities and uh, gifts of faith, gifts of prophecy, gifts of teaching and leadership. But here he says, greater works than these. And that's when he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. One of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives is the gift of healing. And I never thought it would be something I would operate in. But I had uh, an opportunity to do this with a friend of mine named Ed. He's sort of an elderly man. And several years ago, he was supposed to have a triple bypass. 
And I was in the neighborhood, so the pastoral services asked me to drop by and maybe just give a prayer for him. So when I went there, the scene that accompanied, that, sh- that was shown to me, was presented to me, was just heartbreaking. I would see his children lying around, really just disheveled and tired. Apparently, they had been there for days. And the operation still did not push through. What's going on? Apparently, his blood pressure would shoot up and down, so they could not operate on him. For some of you who don't know, if you start cutting into a man with his blood pressure still high, blood would just spatter all over the place. So they couldn't do that. And days would turn into weeks. And the medical bills were rising and rising. And they were starting to get really tired and really weak. And it really, it broke my heart. So much so that when, I, when they asked me to pray, I prayed the most theological prayer ever. Let me get ready for this. The most oratorical, Shakespearean prayer ever. I said, God, bahala ka na. I didn't know what to I said, it's all up to you. It's all in your hands. I don't know what to pray for. All I know, Lord, is you're good. All I know, Lord, is you love them. Would you do your will? Be healed in Jesus' name. And before the doubt would be obvious in my, in my heart, I left. God bless you. God bless you. And God loves you. And I left. I was very young. I, I felt I had a lot to prove. And I, I, honestly, I'm just going to be honest. I, I was just kind of really pressured and insecure. Years had passed, and I saw her daughter coming up to me and during one of our kids' church services. And she comes up to me. And she goes, Pastor! With, with tears in her eyes. And I go, oh, no. So I guess, obviously... It didn't work. That's, that's the faith you have, Carlo. He says, Pastor, it's my dad. Ah! I went. Because I could not recognize the young-looking man that was beside her. He was all up and about, really joyful, really happy. And I said, wow, what happened? Yes, Lord, wow. One. <laughs> but this is what blew me away. This is what brought me to more tears. Pastor, she was saying, we didn't even have to do the bypass. And I started jumping up and, oh, Lord, you are so good. You do love us. A triple bypass, gone, with such a finely composed prayer. (laughs) God truly is good. And I believe the Lord can do that in an instant. I'm not saying be irreverent to God. He's not a magic lamp. He's not an ATM machine of prayers and miracles. The Holy Spirit is a person giving us gifts. And I believe right now, He wants to give us gifts right now. Would I invite everybody to just bow their heads? I know you're used to ministry time only at the end of the services. But I just feel God's, not urgency, but just really love and eagerness to engage with us today. But I believe there are some of us today with ailments and sicknesses. Some of us have backaches. Would it be okay that if you do have any of these sicknesses or any of these ailments or conditions, just raise your hand. Back aches, soreness. There are things in your muscles that you can't move now. There's a position that you can't do because you have that, whether it's in your limbs or in your back. There are some of us whose sicknesses are in the blood. We receive reports. I don't know what it is. I don't know what kind of cells. Cancer is a is a sickness of cells. There's also long, outstanding lung conditions. I believe the Lord wants to heal today. A condition that you've been struggling with for years. Okay. I believe the Lord loves you. Wherever you're from, whatever you're, you're going through. Your condition and the condition of your heart is not a requirement to receive His gifts. And if you're not raising your hand, would you look around? And if you, if you see that you're, you're beside someone like this, would you st- stretch out your hand to them? Father, your Bible says, your word says, that signs and wonders accompany us who preach the gospel. 
your son paid an awful price. And, and the word says, he took up every infirmity and sorrow upon him on the cross. So Lord, we declare these curses, these sicknesses, these conditions nailed to the cross. And we declare our brothers and sisters, our friends healed right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Right now, the strengthening and loosening of the muscles, do that now in Jesus' name. Just loosen up and relax muscles and joint aches. Let the blood flow normally. Let the blood just flow normally in the capillaries and the vessels and the tendons. Right now, loosen up in the mighty name of Jesus. It's not in my name. It's not in the name of victory. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. And by the sacrifice He made and the authority and power that He shares through His Holy Spirit right now, even those cancer cells, those tumors, be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. Be gone right now. You have no legal authority upon the body of this person. You are under the authority of, of the sovereignty of the Lord Jesus. So in His mighty name, be gone. Whittle away just right now. Just, just lessen and lessen and lessen in Jesus' name and be gone. For those in the bones and whatever, it's been some kind of paralysis, the long-time conditions. It may have been years. Maybe you've been trying to have children. The Bible says He can cause barren wombs to bear fruit. And right now, Lord, Thank you that you shared that power, that authority. And in the name of Jesus, be barren no more. Be barren no more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I just declare right now all across the room, Holy Spirit, may your healing power. Lord, even the little things, the colds that we have, and we think, oh, it's too little for you, Lord. Never mind that. Or even right now, because you love us, your love is so intense and passionate. That even these details you will work on. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we declare our brothers and sisters healed, refreshed, and restored. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all say amen and amen. Amen. Did anybody feel anything? It's okay. Raise your hand. A hot feeling, a cold feeling, an electrifying feeling. That's okay because it doesn't come with a feeling. In fact, it's kind of anticlimactic because we don't know what the reports will say. It's still okay to have be checked up by a doctor. God provides us with doctors and with wisdom. So it's still okay. And in order for His glory to shine. I'm excited for the reports. Are you excited for the reports that we might hear? Please, please just tell any of our friends. Please let us know how you are in the next coming days. So the Holy Spirit shares gifts. Gifts from God. Next, the Holy Spirit shares the knowledge of God. Once again, another clarification. That doesn't mean you become all-knowing. Oh, my friend, doing something wrong here. Oh, your business. Oh, who's that person you're seeing? No, no, no. You, we don't become the ultimate chismoso. It doesn't happen that way. Sharing the knowledge of God means getting to know God even deeper. Deeper in, more, in spiritual levels that we would not even imagine. If we go forward to the... To the Third chapter in our text, John 16. It says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things that are to come even. Things that we don't even know will happen. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine. Therefore I said that He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. I don't often use other verses, but I love it when other Scripture, other verses corroborate and confirm what past Scriptures also say. So I'm going to go to what Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 2. And this is a prayer that we often have, as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. We usually pre uh, pray this prayer to people who are saying, you know what, the best is yet to come. You don't know what's going to happen. Have hope, even in the despair that you're feeling, you have hope. He, the best is yet to come. But that's not the context of this. If we read further, yes, the best is yet to come. You may not imagine what God has prepared for you, but these things God has revealed to us. 
through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And he goes on to say, do I know? He, he goes to a, man, a person's thoughts. Who else knows the thoughts of man? Right now, Renz, the son of Lord Jun. I, can I tell your thoughts? Do I know what you're thinking about? No, it's because you have that cap. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Professor X. No, it doesn't work that way. It's God's Spirit speaking to our spirit. Because you don't know your thoughts except your spirit knows your thoughts, right? Your own spirit knows what you're thinking. Right now, let's do something. Would you all say your name out loud? One, two, three. Say your name, but this time just say it in your head. Okay? Don't say it out loud. One, two, three. Right. I didn't hear it. Nobody heard it. But you heard it, right? You heard it in your mind. Clearly, only you can hear what you're thinking. Clearly, only God knows what He's thinking. His Spirit knows what He thinks. And we have not received the Spirit that is from the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand what God has freely given to us. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom. It's not a natural wisdom. It's spiritual wisdom. It's taught by the Spirit Himself to ours, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. He just goes on to say that there is a natural wisdom. You could even be reading the Bible in, in the natural. And you could come up with which is the shortest verse aside from Jesus wept or what's the middle, middle book in the Bible and how many chapters. All. You can memorize all these things, but it still would be natural wisdom. And come no closer to knowing God deeply. But that's not what the Holy Spirit does. He allows us to know God deeper and deeper and deeper. What He's thinking about. I have been in the prophetic ministry not many years. But I have, I have experienced and, and heard and seen people knowing what I've gone through years ago in my childhood. People I do not know. They would picture me. God would drop in their heads, in their hearts, a picture of what other people are going through and know exactly what to pray for. Has someone ever prayed for you? You don't know them. They don't know you. But somehow, their prayer hits to your heart. Their prayer tells you, wow, God knows what I'm going through. Last year, I lost my dad. And I had no time to mourn him. It was just, you know, I had to just go through the motions. There was a lot of things to do at kids' ministry. So I had to do videos. I had to teach. And after weeks of doing this, in one of the kids' church services, one of our kids, Jordan Fresnoza. She's, you know, of course she's over there. But that's her mom right there. Thank you, Tita. I'm Sharon. <laughs> Jordan comes up to me, this little girl of nine, ten, nine. She just turned nine, right? She comes to me and, and, and Pastor, can I pray for you? And, oh, okay, sure. I don't know what exactly she was going to pray for. And go ahead, can I pray for you? And so I'm, I'm kneeling like this because she's that yay tall. <laughs> and she goes like this, just like when my, my son prays for me. Right, Eli? So I, I'm, I'm doing like this. And she says, Lord, I pray that you bring back the joy to Pastor Carlos. And her first sentence strikes me deep to my core. I hadn't even realized that I had lost a little thing that I'm going through things and I feel like this is, this is what will make me happy. This is what will make, make me secure. A nine-year-old girl prophesying to me. And we have hundreds, literally, of stories like that. God sharing what's in His heart. Once again, I'd like everybody to bow their heads. If it helps you to close your eyes, that's fine. Some people can hear an audible voice. But like you, you did a while ago, that exercise with your name, sometimes it's just an idea in your heart. And I'm going to pray for you right now. And just allow God to speak to you. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you did not sacrifice your son to be a distant God but so that we can enjoy sonship and daughtership with you. And like we prayed a while ago, that we can call you Abba, Father. Lord, will you engage with us right now? Holy Spirit, we worship you and we invite you to baptize us right now 
with your presence. Right now, some of us are thinking about memories. Memories of a loss. It may not be a person in your family, but just an experience, a dream, a desire, an ambition that has been so long in realizing itself. The Lord wants to tell you right now, I've set it aside for myself. At the proper time, that cherished dream, I will set to fruition. That career that you want to have, that you've been praying for, just continue to abide in me, the Lord says. And I'm nurturing and cherishing that. I'm cherishing that. I know I know what it's like to feel lost. I know what it's like to wait, the Lord says. I've been waiting also for a lot of people. Don't worry. You're in my hands. Your dream, your desire is in my hands. I feel the, word, the Lord has a word for a friend of ours. Excuse me, sir. What's your name? Abraham. Abraham. Is this your, your mom? Okay. Abraham. Wow. I feel the Lord drawing me to you. And, uh, and I feel his love wanting to, to do something in your life right now. Are you, are you working? Student. You're a student. Okay. You do have, okay. Uh, what course, may I ask? Uh, okay. The prophetic isn't always a guessing game. All right. It's okay to ask questions when we're praying. Because the Lord's, it's not just about guessing the right details. So I'm going to pray for Abraham right now. And it's okay for some of you to start interceding or praying silently or if you want to watch and see what God does. But I believe he's with you today, Abraham. He knows. It's okay to look at me, Abraham. He knows that it's a hard industry. He knows that it's cutthroat. And there has been failures along the road. And now you're starting to think that these failures are what define you. You're starting to think that as you embark in what really delights you, it's just going to stop you. But the Lord wants to let you know that His dreams for you are bigger. As you come to know Him more and more, as you come to desire what He wants for you, He wants you to know, don't worry. There are some things you delight in, I delight in as well. You have never been able to trust people because of these past failures. And he wants you to know there's something inside you that is delightful. There is something inside you. There's that little Abraham inside you that he wants to just spend time with. I don't know what you like to do, but there's, uh, is there something creative that you like to do? Is it like music or something or something that seems very far apart from what your, your, your course is? The Lord says, well, it, it, it may not necessarily be divergent. I cause all things to come together. But those things the Lord doesn't throw away. The Lord wants to let you know, Abraham, I delight in that. What is that? Is that music? It is music. You play an instrument? You sing. All right. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so he's dropping a word into me right now, a verse that says this in Psalms 8. From the mouths of infants and babes come praise. And this praise the Lord uses to silence the foe and the avenger. As you continue to worship, the Lord says, as you continue to honor me with what is in your heart, all these other voices that tell you, this is not the way to go. All the other voices that says, remember the past, remember the past, remember the past. Remember where you failed. The Lord is saying, don't even look at the path. Stick by me. Offer your body up as a living sacrifice. Let all these things be your act of worship and I will lift you up. I will lift you up. You're going to be able to worship like never before. And I'm going to show you my delight like never before. And even when you don't look around you, I will cause even people. Yes, you've been looking for the confirmation and affirmation of people. But even they, they will know. They realize what I'm doing in your life. Lord, thank you for Abraham. Thank you, Lord, that whatever life he lives, may you be glorified. May you take all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Are you okay over there? Maybe you may not have seen. It's not always, it doesn't, it's not about the person crying and the emotionality. Abraham, how was that prayer to you? Did it speak to you? Yes or no? Very enlightening. And those are God's thoughts about you, Abraham. And you, can you imagine all of us being shared with this knowledge of people? What would this church look like? What would our faces look like? What would our hearts look like? When we would share what God has given us. Lastly, let me gear up. This is my last point, and it's going to be the fast home run. The Holy Spirit shares the gifts of God. What's the second one? The Holy Spirit shares knowledge of God. And the Holy Spirit seals our relationship with God. Let's go back to the main text. John 14 says, and Jesus was saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you what? Another helper. Would you say that with me? Another helper. To be with you not lately or not in a few months, but forever. Now this another helper is this word. Alos parakletos. Okay, those of you who like these words, I'm going to try my best to just give this to you. Parakletos. Everybody say, alos parakletos. It's not a magic word. It's not Harry Potter, okay? It's not any of that. Well, let's go to parakletos. Other versions, other translations of the Bible really don't know how to describe the Holy Spirit in Parakletos. Some say he's helper in the ESV. In the NIV, he's been uh, called a counselor, comforter, strengthener. The Message Bible just simply calls him friend. But the counselor and advocate, that also word, that kind of makes sense because para means standing alongside with. I go anywhere and he's there with me. That's standing with, that's para. Kletos meaning calling out. Imagine that wherever you go, there is someone, your advocate, saying, wait a minute, this guy, Pastor Rain, child of God, son of God, no matter what he's going through. Lord June, no matter what he's going through, son of God, this one, calling out on our behalf to a sovereign God that we are his sons and his daughters. He is, he is continuously being our advocate, calling us out. But it also calls out not just to God on our behalf, but it kind of calls us also. This is the part I wish I could mask. But the Holy Spirit also does this. He calls out, not just on our behalf, but He calls us out. When we're going through something in the world, and we're starting to kind of conform, starting to come up riding with the current, the Holy Spirit can put a stop and say, wait, wait a minute. I don't think you should be with that person. I'm hopefully treading carefully here. I don't think you should be with that person. I don't think you should be doing business with that person. Or perhaps the way you're conducting this, your job or your work or your relationships, maybe not what I would like. The Holy Spirit does do that as well. I see it as someone I need. I see it as someone like my wife. My wife here in front, Annie. We just went through um, a kind of a, not an ordeal, an incident. <laughs> remember, I remember being here and I told you about an autom- automobile incident that I went through. For some of you remember, I, I was at it again. <laughs> and um, I'm just being honest and I want to hold myself accountable to you. It was just, um, I did not see the sign and I realized too late that that wasn't the lane I was supposed to be in. So when I switched lanes, there was a already helper. Not the Holy Spirit, but another kind of helper. And so, so that got fixed. That's not the point. The Holy Spirit did help me. I just remember the, the, the enforcer, the officer, just telling me, you know what, I've, I've pulled many automobiles aside for this, and you're really one of the first ones who just said, okay, uh, I did call help. I did call from friends who knew what was uh, the thing to do because that doesn't always happen to me. <laughs> uh, but the officer said, you know what? It's the first time that someone just gently did not argue or was defensive and says, okay, whatever I need to do, whatever, go ahead. Just if you need to do this, go ahead. And I was just reminded that, Lord, thank you. Thank you that no matter what I have to go through, the, the righteous, they live by faith. And even though we go through trouble, it's our Lord that exalts us, that raises us up. So 
really, there's nothing this world can throw at us. Actually, the real point of my story was that afterwards, I was in danger of going through another, not really another incident, that I, I, swer- I, don't, I don't swerve, I go into a one-way area, and then it's one way. I was in the right way, one way. <laughs> but I didn't know when it started to go two-way. And my, my wife started saying, hey, there are other cards coming this way, so it must be a two-way. Stop. He, he said, honey, you know when, he, when your spouse says that, honey, you know, it's, you, you know, husbands and wives, right? You know that tone. It, it's not honey, honey. So I go, oh. and then I, once again, I, I, I kind of lose it. I say, honey, it, it's not always my fault. I'm driving. It's not always my fault. I repent, and I'm really sorry, honey, for, you know, we discussed that. But I needed her to be that for me. Someone who would call me out. Someone who loves me enough to say, wait a minute. This is not the way to go. Funny, that's why the Bible sometimes describes Jesus and the church as a marriage. So we need a parakletos. But we're not always so easy on one another, right? Sometimes we're judgmental and what? We're broken. I'm broken. Sometimes I wish I was there during the time of Jesus. Wouldn't you like that? To be there with Jesus and Him just simply say, you're going to have trouble. That's a promise we don't like, but He said that. You're going to have trouble, but that's okay. I've overcome this world. You're going to go through all this, but I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Did you wish that you were there with Him? Guess what? The word alos means I will send another, but of the same kind. Just that we know the Holy Spirit is also God in Himself. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us and it would be as if He was there Himself. We don't see Him. We can't see His smile. We can't see, we can't, can't, He can't touch and hold our hand. But we can feel that in the Holy Spirit. He is with us. It is as if God, because this is the language He leaves with us. I will not leave you as what? That's a very familiar language. Yes, the Holy Spirit gives us, shares gifts from God. The Holy Spirit shares knowledge straight from the heart of God. But more than anything else, could you read this with me? The Holy Spirit seals and reveals the right relationship we have with the Father that the Son modeled and paid for. Jesus said before he left them, these disciples who were so scared and, oh, Jesus is alive, he's our Lord, but he left. What's going to happen to us now? He said, I'll wait upon the Holy Spirit that the Father has promised you, and you will receive power. Now, he was alluding to that in John 15, the Spirit of truth. He will bear witness. And this is the verse that Jesus was saying, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. The word power means, comes from the word dunamis. It sounds familiar like dynamite, right? But dynamite doesn't encompass the power of dunamis. It's more like a dynamo, never running out, always just replicating, getting more and more, putting us deeper and deeper in this relationship with God. But let me go back to the word witness. Everybody say witness. You know, you see witnesses, right, on a stand, you know, holding the Bible and says, I will swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, help me God. Who would like to witness for God? Just raise your hand. Would you like to tell people that God is so good in your life and this is what he did to me? Would you give the Lord a hand? Yeah? Can I invite you to stand up? But the word witness originally actually comes from this picture, this word, and it's martyr. I'd love to be able to witness for God and tell everybody that, wow, this is what it is. He is so good. But who would be willing to be a martyr for Jesus? Lana. <laughs> no, my prayer is that we don't go out and we die right away for this cause. But this is even what Pastor Steve told us yesterday at the charge. We may not die for this cause, but I hope you die every day to yourself. I hope we die. And I need that. I need to die to my pride. I need to die to my insecurity. I need someone telling me 
that not because of anything that I've done, not because of any condition that I met, I am in a right relationship with the Father. Let me pray for you. It may not be a celebratory note, that's fine. It may not be, we may not be ending with fireworks today, that's fine. Because the Holy Spirit, the voice of God, the heart of God, you don't always hear in a quake or a fire or a, a, a big powerful force of nature. The Bible says, a still small voice. Would you hear that voice today? Would you raise your hands in surrender? Holy Spirit, I, I ask that you come in this still, small, quiet moment. Would you refresh your beloved today? Would you just turn something in our hearts right now? Remind us of all you've done, how good you are. Speak to our situation right now about our finances, about our careers, our families, our schoolwork. Speak to the standing, our standing and status in these situations right now and remind us. I believe the Lord is saying right now, reminding us, you have heard many voices in the past few months and weeks and days telling who telling you who you are right now for those of you who's given your life to me the lord says you are mine you are mine and i will not let anyone take hold of you any situation take hold of you thank you lord for that reassurance would you put your hands down And with everybody, eyes closed and heads bowed down. There are some of us though, this is kind of an advanced lesson. Like really, can, it, it, it's more, it sounds more sci-fi than anything real. But like I said, the, the Father is, is true, not just real, but true. And He wants you to, he wants you to feel that He's real. The Holy Spirit, He'll do that. But we have, to, we have to step into a relationship, into a parakaryosis relationship with God. And that doesn't depend on us. It only depends on Jesus Christ. And if you're here and you're saying, you know what? I've never really said that Jesus is Lord in my life, that He is Lord over everything in my life. And right now, I just want to give everything to Him. Because you know what the Bible says in Corinthians? That you cannot say Jesus is Lord unless you do it in the Spirit. And if you want to do this right now, give your life to Jesus Christ. Have your relationship bought for, paid for by Him. And saying, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, you're my Lord. At the count of three, would you raise just one hand, 10 to the blue. Just raise it up. One, two, three. Yes, that's it. That's it. A while ago, there was some who just was kind of tentative with it. Go ahead and raise that hand. Nobody's looking at you. It's only God who wants to look at what you're saying right now. And let's pray with them, shall we, friends? Why don't we pray, Lord Jesus... We proclaim now in the Spirit that I'm a sinner needing a Savior. And Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you. I turn my back on everything that is sin to follow you. Thank you for giving your life up for me. 
not to embarrass anyone. Could you raise those hands again if that was you? If you prayed that prayer, once again, nobody is looking at you. If you're a victory group leader, you're the ones I'd like to look. Would you look and see? Let me pray. There are several people who gave their life to Jesus right now. And let me do this for some of us here right, right now. Let me pray. If you want your life to take a next level with the Holy Spirit, discover what it's like to have a mind like Christ. Would you raise your hand? Just to see right now, want to discover and learn how all the gifts of the Spirit are here for you. Get to know Jesus. Get to know God even deeper and deeper. Let's pray this. Say, Lord, you've paid such a great price for me. And I believe that means you have so much to share with me. Raise me to an ever-increasing glory kind of relationship with you. Father, I declare over these, these who are, who are who want to, ra- to step on a new level. Holy Spirit, right now, remind them. Just tell them, where, wh- what do they need to do? What's the next step? What's the next, genera- the, the next direction? Do I need to do? There are so many tools. Not just about one-to-one or victory weekend. Or just discipleship. Or really just approach anyone and share the gospel. Share Jesus. Lord, I declare the first love returning to them a refreshing of the Spirit, a taking away of tiredness and fatigue and just over-familiarity with the Bible and with the Gospel. And Lord, we just raise all our hands all across the room. Would you do that? Just raise your hands. Lord, you are God. Right now, everything that happens to us, we trust you. Father, cause something to happen. Just show your goodness through the Holy Spirit right now and let them once more every day, Lord, deeper and deeper, God, you know what I'm going through. God, you are so good. I am in good hands. I just want more. I just want more. Would you say that with me? I want more. Lord, honor their prayers, Lord. Bless them. Lord, would you make your face shine upon them as in their everyday? Would you make their peace shine upon them and give them much, much grace? Bless them and bless them. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to one of our podcasts. We hope it blesses and inspires you to honor God and make disciples. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app for free on the iTunes Store or Google Play. If you would like to share a story of God's faithfulness in your life, please visit victory.org.ph slash mystory.